0: Welcome, welcome to episode four of the Real Life and Fantasy Football Podcast podcast, where we talk about—you guessed it—real life and fantasy football. This week, we'll do a week two review of all the games. We'll look ahead into week three, and I'll also look back at my stardoms from last week. See how I did on those. Look forward to some guys I recommend starting this week look through some fun facts through week two. That's going to be an interesting one. I'll throw out my top bet of the week that I like on the money line. But first things first, I figured we would start off with a little real life on this one instead of having that at the end. So something that's been big a little more recently in my life is counseling. And I know that used to be more taboo to see a counselor, see a therapist, but it's definitely becoming more mainstream lately. And and honestly, my journey with counseling has been pretty great. It's taught me a lot. It's taught me that I get to choose to be who I am and who I want to be. Uh, and that I get to be responsive instead of just reactive. Recently, it's helped me sift through a lot of my self-talk or inner voice, how, whatever you want to call it, and how that can be destructive to us at times if we let it. And it can also be very helpful. A a book recommendation I have in that regard is called Overcoming Unwanted Intrusive Thoughts. Uh, Yeah, just helped me get a better handle on thought life. And then even more recently, helped me realize that uh, I can handle both grief and loss emotionally while also being, you know, excited about what comes after that grief. Um, I think it's pretty easy to think that we have to get through a hard time in order to, to be able to feel better uh, about some time in the future. But, um, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to finish grief and then you're hundred percent fine and then you move on. It's, uh, uh, ironically, kind of like the, uh, the Disney movie inside out. I rewatched that recently. And at the end of the movie the, the core memories are created with multiple emotions instead of just joy being the core memories. Like when the, the main character the little girl was younger. Um, there's sneakily a lot of wisdom in that movie actually, which, uh, I bet there's a lot of Disney movies actually that I haven't seen in a while that would probably hit differently now that I'm in my thirties. But yeah, we'll save that for the Disney movie deep dives podcast watch for that later. Not really. Yeah. And then another thing I've been getting back into is just goal setting, thinking about goals, life goals, envisioning what I want to be true of my life. And I thought I had lost it, but I dug out my life goals list and eventually I want it to be a hundred items long. Right now it's just at 50, but I thought it'd be fun to share a few of those. Let's see here. So, read 10,000 books, memorize an entire book of the Bible, have a 48 hour quiet retreat at least once per year, go to a Super Bowl, hopefully, a Chief Super Bowl, hopefully soon, go to the Oval Office, leave an inheritance for my family drive a race car with each of my kids. Uh, whenever I end up having kids. Um, let's see here. Spend the night in five different castles in Europe. That one's mostly because I stole that from my buddy Tyler, who slept in a castle in Spain. Not legally, so I won't use his last name. Don't worry, Tyler. Secret safe with me. All right, let's see. Another one. Be debt-free by my 40th birthday, including mortgage, hike a 14-er in Colorado, which I did that one, completed that in 2019, shoot an elk. I don't remember adding that on there, but sure, let's do it. Trace my ancestry back before America began. Play bridge with Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. That one is uh, swinging for the fences for sure. Have 10 streams of income, By the time i'm 60 years old and this last one is a long shot but cook for the president (laughs) yeah let's be honest that's never going to happen but yeah hopefully this gets some ideas stewing for you uh yeah what are your life goals what do you want to be true of your life what do you want people to say about you what adventures do you want to go on yeah, um, no, the answers to those questions for yourself or share them with your friends. You can respond in the comments, wherever you're listening to the show, uh, or you can email the show at real life and fantasy football at gmail.com all lowercase. So yeah, let's, uh, let's hop into football. So like I said, let's Look here at the week two slate of games. We can review the top fantasy performers. Chargers and Chiefs, that was a great game. Honestly, the Chargers looked better than the Chiefs, in my opinion. Justin Herbert had 23 fantasy points, threw for three touchdowns. Austin Eckler and Clyde Edwards Alaire both had pretty decent games. Mike Williams. Had an incredible game, 8 for 10, 113 yards and a touchdown. I'm really surprised at Gerald Everett coming on, the tight end for the Chargers. He was targeted 10 times. Wow, six receptions for 71 yards. And how about that Miami-Baltimore game? Tua coming out of nowhere. 36 completions for 469 yards and six touchdowns. I'm pretty sure that's the second youngest player ever behind Mahomes to complete that. And Lamar Jackson had a fantasy game to match him as well. Tua ended up with 45 points, Lamar 47. And of course the big receivers in that game, Tyreek Hill, 40 fantasy points. Jalen Waddell, 34 fantasy points. If he had any of those guys, any Miami player it looks like um, outside of the running backs probably did well for you. And Rashad Bateman, he did well for the Ravens. Four receptions, 108 yards and a touchdown. Mark Andrews had a typical Mark Andrews game, 21 points. The Jets eked it out against the Browns. Joe Flacco, Had a sneaky high fantasy total, 28 points. Nick Chubb ran out of the building, 17 carries, 87 yards, three touchdowns. Also added three receptions on that. Brees Hall, looks like they're working him more into the mix. Garrett Wilson, rookie receiver for the Jets, had his breakout game, huge game. Targeted 14 times, two touchdowns, over 100 receiving yards. Let's see. Washington Commanders lost 27-36 to against the Detroit Lions. Lions have been kicking it these first two games. Carson Wentz had another big game. 30 completions, 337 yards, and three TDs. Jared Goff had a pretty good game. Amon Ross-St. Brown, 34.9 fantasy points. He probably won you a week. Logan Thomas had another touchdown, tight end for the Commanders. How about that Indy-Jacksonville game? Jacksonville shutting out the Colts. Um, That's impressive. I actually didn't get to watch that game, so I don't know if it was more of an Indy shooting themselves in the foot or if it was more... Jacksonville playing their game. James Robinson, he's been a surprise this year. 23 carries, 64 yards, one touchdown. Uh, added two receptions for 14 yards on top of that. I think most people thought Travis Etienne would be a 50-50 split, but it still looks like James Robinson has quite a hold on that backfield. Tampa Bay against New Orleans. Tampa Bay 120-10. Um, Mike Evans got ejected. That's about the extent of talking about that game. Carolina 16 against the New York Giants 19. And no one scored over 15 fantasy points except the kicker, Graham Gano. Way to go, Gano. New England and Pittsburgh still looks like a slow start for both of them 17 to 14. Uh, New England won that. Seattle lost to the 49ers. Of course, the big news from that game is um, Jimmy Garoppolo's in now since Trey Lance will be out all year. Jeff Wilson had a pretty good game, 18 carries for 84 yards. Who else here? Tyler Lockett had a huge game, 9 for 11 and 107. Ross Dwelly, the old one for one, 38 yards and a touchdown. Arizona and Las Vegas was a pretty good game. 29 to 23 was the final score with Arizona. Let's see here. Yeah, Kyler Murray did pretty well, 26 fantasy points. Daryl Williams had a pretty good game. 13 fantasy points. Greg Dortch, Who heard of Greg Dortch before this season? Not me. Wide receiver for the Cardinals. He's had a great first two games. Nine targets, seven receptions the first game. The second game against Las Vegas. Four targets, four receptions, and a touchdown. Seems to be a... A go-to target for uh, for Kyler. Bears Packers. Bears lost ten to twenty-seven. Um, didn't seem like Aaron Rodgers got much going again, but the Packers game pretty much went through the running backs. Aaron Jones had a monster week: thirty fantasy points, fifteen carries for one hundred and thirty-two yards and a touchdown, three receptions, thirty-eight yards and a touchdown. Sammy Watkins went off for 93 yards. Mason Crosby had a pretty good game. And let's see here. The two blowouts of the week, Buffalo 41 to Tennessee, seven. Josh Allen had a monster game, so did Stefan Diggs. Their connection looks as good as ever. Diggs with the uh, hat trick, three touchdowns, 148 yards. He was targeted 15 times. That's crazy. Yeah, the Bills Bills look unstoppable through two weeks, honestly. Uh, I would guess they're still the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And lastly, Eagles versus the Vikings. Eagles won 24-7. to Cousins looked uh, inept, to say the least. And Jalen Hurts looked uh, to be in MVP status, honestly. He ran well. He threw well. Justin Jefferson... Even though he was targeted only, uh, sorry, if you know, though he was targeted 12 times, he only had six receptions for 48 yards. So a fall from grace from his 34 point week one. Dallas Goddard and Irv Smith both had pretty good weeks, respective tight ends for the Eagles and the Vikings. Eagles defense looked uh, to be in pretty good shape. Uh, Obviously, they only allowed that seven points. They had three interceptions, two sacks, and a forced fumble. So yeah, pretty pretty decent week uh, for the week two in review. Uh, got some exciting matchups coming up this week, which we'll get to. A quick check-in on one of the leagues that I'm in. It's a guillotine league. If you're not familiar with a guillotine league, instead of playing one-on-one, Each week you just take the total score and the lowest score is out. (sniffs) Guillotined. They're gone. So this week we had our first drop team from the week. So these are all the players that got dropped back to waivers. Jameis Winston, Dak Prescott, Marcus Mariota, AJ Brown, Adam Thielen, Kyle Phillips, Devontae Parker, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson, Rashad Penny, Jalen Warren, Pat Fryermuth, Jason Sanders, the kicker for Miami, and New Orleans defense. So yeah, all those players get dropped to the waivers, and then everyone else can put in a, a claim for those, and you have $100 in fake money for the year. So you can bet as much as you want. You could bet $100 on Christian McCaffrey, you know, but uh, then you're out of money for the rest of the year. So uh, this week had, man, had nine offers for Christian McCaffrey out of the 16 teams in this league, and the highest person bid, $45. So he was the winner. A.J. Brown went for $37. Antonio Gibson, $27. Zeke went for 7 Adam Thielen went for five, Friar went for five. So it's a, it's an interesting league and it's always a balance of trying to use your money to keep your team competitive, but also to save money towards the end of the year. So you could still keep bidding on guys and, and improving. So yeah, I'll keep you guys updated on the guillotine league. Last year, I think I was like the second or third one out. So that was embarrassing. Uh, but the year before that, I won it. So, All right, let's check in on the stardoms from last week. How did I do? So quarterbacks I recommended starting Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr. Cousins was a big bust, 10 fantasy points through three interceptions. The Eagles were all over him. Uh, I do like him this week against Detroit, though, should be. A high-scoring game and hopefully Cousins and the rest of the Vikings can get it together. Derek Carr had a, eh, we'll call it, Schmedium week. I recommended starting Clyde Edwards-Alaire last week. He had a a decent week. It's, It's clear that he's the lead back in KC, so barring injury, I would imagine that he stays on point there. Antonio Gibson, Yeah, He had a touchdown, but not really a huge week. Let's see. Christian Kirk, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Six of six, 78 yards, two touchdowns. He's been on fire so far this year. Uh, Looks to have a great connection there with Trevor Lawrence. Week one, he had over 100 yards. Week two, two touchdowns. So... If you listened to me and uh, started Christian Kirk, you did great. And let's see, same with Drake London. He had a great week, 12 targets. He had eight receptions, 86 yards and a touchdown. He, through two games, is uh, leading the Falcons in targets in receptions and yardage. So that rookie pick is working out well for them. Tight end, I recommended Dalton Schultz and Pat Fryermuth. Schultz had a pitiful week, too. He uh, is also dealing with a PCL sprain in his right knee, so don't know if that will sideline him for future weeks or or not. But uh, Fryermuth did pretty good, 4 of 7, uh, had a touchdown. He honestly looks to be Mitch Trubisky's second favorite target behind Deontay Johnson. young Koo had that huge week one, and... My recommendation for week two didn't really work out. He had a modest four points. Evan McPherson, kicker for the Bengals. He uh, definitely was a winner. He was flawless. He went three for three, hit a 43-yarder, 46-yarder, 50-yarder. So good on that. Cincinnati against Dallas. I thought they would do better, um, but they only got five points. And Pittsburgh, nope. They followed up their immaculate 28 point week one with a three point week two. So, uh, rough calculation I say I did about f- 35 to 40 percent on my stardoms. We'll, uh, we'll try to up that percentage for this coming week. This week I'm just going to talk through running backs that I like. So I'm not going to get into any other positions, but it'll be a little more of a deep dive on running backs that I'm high on this week. Jeff Wilson, he had 20 touches for 103 yards in week two. A lot of reasons I like him. Going forward. So, as you probably know, Trey Lance is out for the year. Jimmy G won't be running like Lance did. So, the running backs will be running more, aka Jeff Wilson. The running backs behind him, let's see, Tyrion Davis Price, he sprained his ankle. So, he'll be out several weeks. He's the rookie. Behind him is an undrafted rookie. Plus, they brought in Marlon Mack, who honestly was serviceable a couple years ago in Indianapolis before Jonathan Taylor, but he was also cut by the Texans over a rookie and Rex Burkhead, which isn't exactly inspiring confidence in me. So needless to say, I I like Jeff Wilson this week. David Montgomery is another one that I like. 15 carries, 122 yards. He plays the Texans this week. They are the worst-ranked defense against the run. So, uh, yeah, I, I do have confidence in, uh, in him. Miles Sanders is my next one here. So the Eagles have a top three ranked offensive line going against uh, the run uh, or sorry, going against Washington um, commanders who ranked 29th against the run Sanders has uh, he's had 30 rushing attempts for 176 yards through two games and caught all five of his passes. So he's getting some usage. Um, and, yeah, I think that should continue for sure in future weeks. James Robinson, like I talked about earlier, he is uh, he's seeing all the goal line work in Jacksonville, and it's not a 50-50 split like they thought it would be with Travis Etienne. Maybe they're bringing him along more slowly with, um, from his injury last year, but uh, James Robinson has also had a touchdown in each game so far. Uh, they play the Chargers this week, so it should be a high scoring affair. He could be used in the passing game more. Yeah, definitely high on him this week. Antonio Gibson uh, went back and forth on this, but he is getting consistent opportunities. He uh, was used, has been used in the passing game decently. He had eight targets in week one and four targets last week. They play the Eagles. They're not the strongest against the run. They've already allowed three touchdowns to running backs, the Eagles have, which is actually tied for second most in the league after the Lions, who have somehow allowed five in the last two weeks. So I could definitely see a path where Gibson has a great week, and then honestly you could try to sell him high in a trade before Brian Robinson comes back and Antonio Gibson loses his – value there so yeah all righty so those are a few of the running backs I like this week I uh, wanted to just kind of go through some stats and just some observations from the first two weeks so I want to look at the target leaders here through this first two weeks running back Uh, you know, rushing opportunities, and then also wide receiver targets. And main reason for that is just to get a a gauge here early on. Fantasy football is all about opportunity. So you have to find value, Um, honestly, where others don't see it. Maybe it's because of age. Maybe it's because of past production. Uh, It could be a number of reasons, but getting a, a look here at Receivers that are leading in targets um, will give us some good insights here. So, through two weeks, let's see who our target leaders are. Cooper Cup, 29 targets. Amari Cooper, 27 targets. Um... Well, I guess Amari Cooper played last night on the Thursday night game, so that might be a little off. Jamar Chase, 25 targets. Tyreek Hill, 25 targets. Devontae Adams, 24. So a lot of these guys are guys you would expect. Kind of a surprise here on top of the list, 24 targets for Amon Ross St. Brown. That has led to 17 receptions for 180 yards, 3 touchdowns. Um, Garrett Wilson pretty high on this list, 22 targets. A.J. Brown, 21 targets. Pat Fryermuth, 21 targets. He's getting used a ton. Uh, Again, I guess that Pat Fryermuth would be through week three since technically they played last night on Thursday and I'm recording on Friday, September 23rd. Christian Kirk, like we talked about. So, yeah, those are your target leaders, touchdown leaders, Stephon Diggs, four, and uh, several guys with three so far. Jalen Waddell. Michael Thomas, I didn't know he had three touchdowns already. Jahan Dotson, three touchdowns for the Commanders. Wow. That's only on 10 targets, seven receptions for 99 yards. That's impressive for the rookie. Devin DuVernay, high on that list. He's had two touchdowns already. Clyde edwards helaire has had two passing touchdowns or two receiving touchdowns. All right, let's flip over to rushing attempts here. All right, Saquon Barkley, 236 yards. Jonathan Taylor, 215 yards. DeAndre Swift, 200 yards. Those guys are at the top of the list. Nick Chubb, 341 yards, but again, that's including a week three performance. From yesterday, that's crazy. Jalen Hurts one hundred and forty-seven rushing yards already. Here are the running backs that Jalen Hurts has more rushing yards than: Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott. That's a long list. Let's see here. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, three rushing touchdowns. James Robinson, two rushing touchdowns. Jamal Williams, two rushing touchdowns. And here are some surprises. I wish I was doing a live podcast now so that I could ask the audience who they think the top three quarterbacks are in terms of passing yards through two weeks. Number one, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, 739 passing yards. Carson Wentz, 650 passing yards. Joe Flacco, 616 passing yards. How in the world is that the top three in passing yards? through week two of the NFL season in the year 2022. Uh, yeah, that's, that's fantasy football, though. Hmm. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed some of those stats so far. I will end the show here with some fun facts through week two. J.D. McKissick has more fantasy points than Derrick Henry. Carson Wentz has more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes. Amon Ross St. Brown has more fantasy points than Cooper Cup, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Justin Jefferson, and Aaron Jones. Jonathan Taylor is the number 38 in fantasy points through two weeks. Would not have expected that. Jamar Chase is number 39 in fantasy points through two weeks. Aaron Rodgers has only scored 19.1 fantasy points through two weeks. Tom Brady and Davis Mills have the same fantasy point total through two weeks. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. Who would have guessed that O.J. Howard Would have more fantasy points than Dalvin Cook? Not I. Jimmy Garoppolo has played less than a full game and already has more fantasy points than Matt Ryan's combined total over two games. Xander Horvath has scored more fantasy points than Travis Etienne. He also has two rushing touchdowns through two weeks. This may be the biggest wont wah of them all. Players that have not cracked 10 total fantasy points through week two. TJ Hawkinson, DK Metcalf, Dalton Schultz, Juju Smith-Schuster, Ramondre Stevenson, Keenan Allen, Allen Lazard, Hunter Renfro. A.J. Green, Cam Akers, Dawson Knox, Alvin Kamara, Kyle Pitts. What in the world is going on? Why is Kyle Pitts on this list? Chris Godwin, Hunter Henry. That is a lot of players that you probably drafted pretty high that have not been producing through two weeks. But it's only two weeks, and... We'll see how the rest of the year shakes out. That is going to do it, folks, for this episode of Real Life and Fantasy Football. And I will end here with my sports bet of the week. Um, I'll take the Ravens. I like the Ravens minus three at New England. Have a good one.